today on the Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. Yesterday, after the uh, Premier had made the announcement about what was going to be happening, we uh, had some input from a number of folks in, in the business world and other aspects that are going to be impacted by this. And uh, we were inundated uh, with calls, emails, tweets from, from folks uh, listening to the show saying, look, at this is you you, you got to hear my story because this is really going to hurt me from a business standpoint, personal standpoint, whatever the case may be. And I've talked about a number of those over the last couple of weeks on the program, but we're into it right now. And as you just heard on the news, the uh, ministry right now has already uh, sent what they call a, uh, an alert. The Solicitor General's office is sending an alert out that's basically going to remind everybody that we're in lockdown mode and uh, you're not allowed out of the house unless it's absolutely necessary for what they call a priority. But small businesses have been impacted by this in a big way and will be much more. Yesterday on our program, we had uh, Julie Kuzniewski on, who's the Director of Provincial Affairs for the Canadian uh, Federation of Independent Businesses. And, well, she's not impressed with what the Premier's suggesting and says it could really have a negative impact on small business. I hate to say it, Bill, but it's true. This government has picked big business over small business. And we are extremely disappointed. We didn't expect it from this government, of all governments. It's very, very disappointing and disconcerting that we have an announcement that is actually worse, not better for our small businesses. So what are we going to do about this? Uh, The Premier has heard this before, but uh, they've still decided to enact these uh, stay-at-home orders. Uh, And the restrictions that uh, they have put on many small businesses are, well, problematic in in many people's minds. I'm going to open the lines up and give you an opportunity to weigh in on this as a customer, maybe as a small business person yourself, and and some of the other aspects about the lockdown and the impact it's going to have. Uh, We'll do that in a few minutes, uh, but uh, get ready because we're going to open the phone lines up, emails, tweets, and everything else uh, in the next few minutes uh, about what's happening. But before we do that, I want to bring uh, Rocco Rossi into the conversation. Rocco is the president and CEO for the Ontario Chamber of Commerce, and always a welcome. Welcome guest on this program. Rocco, Happy New Year. Haven't talked to you for a while. Uh, thanks for joining us today. Happy New Year. Honored to be where it all happens on the Bill Kelly Show. <laughs> uh, i got to ask you, I'm hoping it is a Happy New Year, especially for small businesses. Uh, we all understand the, the severity of the pandemic. We all understand that we're on the same page, that we want to knock the curve down uh, and, and, you know, the we have to do something about this. But talk to me, Rocco, about your reaction to, to the Premier's announcements to the lockdown and the impact it's going to have on business. Well, look, at the second lockdown and the second wave of the of the virus is far more devastating than the than the first in many ways because uh, when this first uh, happened in uh, in the spring, uh, people had some capacity; they could um, they could borrow, uh, and for many, particularly in the retail side, that period of time uh, didn't have the same significance as. Christmas, Boxing Day, and the sort of after Christmas time when you unload a lot of inventory, and it really is the make or break time of the year. Um, now, 10 months in, uh, a second lockdown is more devastating because the capacity to borrow is gone. In fact, um, the average small uh, business is, you know, into six figures of, uh, of debt. And um, so each and every day we're losing uh, more, notwithstanding the programs that governments have put in place. I am delighted, and that announcement that uh, you heard earlier on your station from from Donna Kelly, um, with respect to the ten to twenty thousand dollar grants from the uh, provincial government for small businesses, not for big businesses, um, is a welcome step. Um, that it's it's grants and not more loans. 
Mm-hmm. And we hope that's the first of, of more because, quite frankly, the biggest chunk of financial assistance that the province, as opposed to the feds, has given to small businesses in Ontario have been through deferrals of various taxes and fees. And deferrals for a small business is basically the same as debt. Uh, it may be uh, zero interest, but it's got to be paid back. And people are doing their doing their sums. And unless the government is going to be prepared to write off a big chunk of that uh, to make it an outright grant as opposed to deferral, we're going to have many more businesses going bankrupt uh, as time goes on. And that is awful for so many uh, reasons, not the least of which is that the recovery... And the good news is, you know, the vaccines are coming. There is light at the end of the tunnel in a way that there wasn't in the first. Um, You want to have as many businesses as possible with their head above water. They can restart. They can recover faster if they're in that position versus from the scarring of permanent bankruptcy. Uh, I, I agree with you, by the way. Donna Skelly's uh, announcement, uh, as, as we've heard on the radio here for the last couple of days, is, is welcome. And I know small businesses are very appreciative of that uh, because I, I, I concur with you that, you know, the idea of deferrals is it's still debt. I mean, you've got to pay that off. You know, yeah. it just means you don't have to do it this month, but it's a bill that's out there someplace. And uh, and even if it is going to be interest-free, it's still an amount of money, and that's going to be somewhat problematic. It's great in the short term. It, yeah. it really is not that helpful in the long run. Okay, so what happens to, to, to these small businesses, Rocco, that, that have been trying to make a go of it in spite of all this? And, and maybe, obviously, were shut down last year, but they've tried to reopen. They've lived within the rules. As a matter of fact, I, I would argue that a lot of the small businesses are probably doing a better job of adhering to the COVID protocol than some of the larger stores are, uh, vis-a-vis social distancing and, and, and things of this nature. Uh, yet they seem to be the ones that are, are getting hamstrung once again by the shutdown. No, it, it's so incredibly frustrating. You're you're absolutely um, right. You know, many of the smaller businesses, because they have far fewer people coming in, can more easily deal with the the social distancing versus funneling everyone into uh, into a big box. All of that said, the, the the one of the key problems and reasons we are where we are now uh, is um, that we've not invested sufficiently in testing, tracking, and tracing. So over half, particularly in larger centers, in smaller centers, there's a little more of a handle, but, but, but overall, uh, public health can't track and trace uh, more than about 50% of the cases. So when you're not sure where everything is starting and where it's going, uh, the public health default is to go to the blunt instrument of lockdown versus more surgical that that is able to see that look going into the small not a problem uh so you you get lockdowns with enough testing tracking and tracing you get lockdowns of individuals not of society but we're 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 not there although we do need we still need more um testing notwithstanding vaccines coming because the vaccines are coming slowly uh in order to be able to give us better data to do the right thing and rapid testing so that we can we can more safely bring people back to work and reopen uh with that ability to to test and very quickly get the um the responses each and every day they they're putting it now at airports which we totally support the the premier in doing 
we need that capacity in daycares. We need that in major manufacturing. We need that in other key places uh, so that we can be more focused in the lockdown. But I, I want to get into this idea about the small guys, the small businesses versus the big box stores. And that, by the way, is not a new debate, as you know, Rocco. And you and I have no. had this discussion for many, many years. Uh, and it, it, it's it's this matter of survival, and we, we get that. Uh, but, you know, as I've learned and, and uh, the, the information I'm getting from an awful lot of small business owners over the last uh, couple of days, not just uh, since the lockdown uh, came into place, is that the government doesn't seem to be listening. I, I'm not for a minute going to suggest that the you know that the, the premier is, is is simply saying oh, we're going to really stick at the small business. I don't think that's the intention at all. But th- there's a consequence to what they're doing right now, uh, vis-a-vis the number of hours they can stay open, the, you know what they're allowed to do, uh, and and the the feeling is I'm sure you've heard over the last 24 hours from a lot of your members right now too is the big box stores seem to get a pass from the government small business not so much look if there is that frustration that you point out uh, big time and there is really nothing that is fair about covid so um you know i i've had uh big members say well why is it that the government is giving outright grants to small business and and uh not to us so they're 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 trying to, to to balance in a very difficult circumstance but again more data better data more surgical and let's not forget this isn't just about um government each of us each of us to the extent that we have that that financial ability ourselves as individuals and households need to help the cash registers ring in small business Every time you, you go to actually buy something online, click the local option. Let's find, find the people who can. And yes, they're restricted hours, but let's do the curbside. Let's get the delivery. We can play. We have a role in this as well. We're not just helpless victims. Uh, and small business needs our business more than ever before because it's not just about buying the good. You know, I'm often asked, and people say, well, yeah, but I can buy it, uh, you know, cheaper at the, at the big box than the local. And I'd say you're not just buying a good or service. You're protecting our main streets. You're keeping that street culture alive. You're helping the people who help the local charities, who fund the local sports teams. So we are in this together, and we can use our dollars your purchase is someone else's livelihood. We need to understand that deeply and do whatever we can um, uh, to help our neighbors because small businesses never needed our business more than they need it today. But what they're looking for here is a level playing field, and I think that's the frustration a lot of people are feeling right now. And I'll use the example. I'm not trying to punish Costco or Walmart here. I mean, you know, those those are people in the community that work in those places too, and we're not suggesting that they be penalized. Quite the contrary. But the level playing field, in other words, we all know the argument right now that Costco is allowed to stay open and so is Walmart because they have a grocery section. But you can go in there and buy jeans or you can buy a TV or anything else too. And the small businesses are saying, wait a second, and 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 I, the government's answer, as you know, Rocco, has always been, well, it would be too difficult uh, to wall that off and say, okay, you can't sell that stuff anymore. All you can sell is it. But they did it in Quebec. 
I, I got a call yesterday after we had our they discussion. They did it with in you. Manitoba. It's yeah. done in other jurisdictions. I, I had a guy, uh, Rocco, sure. from uh, one of the Costco stores here, I won't mention which one, who called and emailed yesterday after we had our discussion and said they just got about five truckloads of product in from Quebec's Costco stores because they're not allowed to sell it in that province now. So they're shipping it all down here because they know that in Ontario they got a free reign to be able to do that. And I figure, and he says, it's, it's he's, and he's an employee, and he says, that's not really fair. Uh, you know, th- why not level the playing field? I mean, it can be restrictive, but it has been done before, and I think that's what small businesses are looking for. Everybody has to, to pay a price. We get that, and everybody's going to suffer because of COVID. You're right. There is no fairness in the pandemic, Rocco, but the government could, I think, go a little bit farther towards leveling the playing field so everybody's got a fair shot at trying to survive through this thing. 100%, my friend. You have been a great voice for business. Uh, there are others, the, the local chambers of commerce, of course. Uh, Mr. Beatty, Baron Beatty, of course, the national president of the chamber, uh, have been loud and long about this as well. Uh, as you mentioned, Manitoba and Quebec seem to be listening to the voice of small business. Uh, are you optimistic that uh, that this government here in Ontario will reconsider and say maybe maybe we can tweak this a little bit better? Look, my my understanding, what I'm seeing is they're trying to tweak it through that they've given this this grant program to small businesses and 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 understanding that uh in Ontario we're actually dealing with massive numbers um in terms of cases and and so he's tr- they're trying to balance what they're getting from the public health what they're getting from hospitals uh frontline workers and what they're getting from uh, from business i think it can be tweaked further um but understand the the one where to make it a level playing field don't let anyone sell anything at all strikes me as a little bit of of um you know it's negative outcome for for everyone at the end of the day um and so let's continue uh let's continue to push we have to um because other jurisdictions are finding ways to make it happen and people at least get a sense of the the fairness even if it hasn't been uh even if it doesn't make it better for anyone at the end of the day yeah and i I agree with you totally i mean uh you know nobody wants to be punished here nobody wants to put anybody out out of of work in situations like this uh but i think they can rethink this and and like i say there are situations out there that they could learn from uh we're going to stay on this i know you certainly are as you advocate for the your your members through the course of of this lockdown and we're going to see what happens but uh, rocco it's a pleasure to always have you on the program thanks so much for this we'll uh, stay in touch and uh, and track these numbers as they roll out over the next few weeks Thanks so much for continuing to shine a light on this. And in the meantime, stay positive and test negative. You betcha. Thanks again, Rocco Rossi, President and CEO for the Ontario Chamber of Commerce. Okay, we're going to do a break, and then it's going to be your turn. I'm going to open the lines up at uh, 905-645-3221. That's the local number in Hamilton, 905-645-3221. Star 9900 is a toll-free number on your cell phone. A long distance, it's a toll-free number, too. It's one 800 2428 that's 1-800-263-2428 the email b kelly at 900chml.com and on twitter at chml bill kelly the, the overall question i want to hear from small business folks but i want to hear from you too you're in lockdown right now how do you feel about that how do you feel is it going to be effective do you agree with what the government is doing do you agree with the lockdown and, and the restrictions that have been put in place? I'm sure if you've got your phone with you right now, you got the uh, emergency alert uh, that came out just a couple of seconds ago. It's on my phone 13 minutes ago. I got it. Uh, and it's from the uh, Solicitor General's office. It says a stay-at-home order is in effect. Only leave home 
Oh, just they only leave home for essential purposes such as food, health care, exercise, or work. It is the law. Stay home, stay safe, save lives. Learn more at Ontario.ca. That's the message that has been on your TV, it's been on your phone, and uh, certainly we're going to talk about this. But I want to know how this is impacting you. Because I've heard from so many different people in different aspects of this. I mentioned the idea about the ski industry a, a couple of weeks ago when they started talking about the lockdown. This is the only province in the country that's not allowing skiing, downhill skiing. You can toboggan, you can skate, but you can't ski. And the industry, of course, is saying, hey, what's going on here? Let's talk about this. You're listening to the Bill Kelly Show podcast on 900 CHML. Do you support the Ford government's lockdown policy that's in place as of today? here in the province of Ontario for at least the next 28 days. And by the way, they said at least, because if they don't like the numbers, uh, they could extend this even longer. A lot of folks very upset about this. You've heard the business aspect of this, the healthcare aspect of this, the school aspect of this. But how is it impacting you? And what, by the way, is an essential trip uh, if you're allowed out of the house? Uh, the stay-at-home order is now in effect, of course. Uh, it's, uh, as we mentioned, for 28 days, calling on Ontarians now to leave their home only for what they call essential means. Global's Darren Bollard talks about some of the confusion that people are starting to understand or not understand, as the case might be. Things like traveling to and from work, attending school, and dropping a child off at daycare, a trip to the grocery store to pick up supplies or to the pharmacy for health care services and to pick up medications. You're also allowed to leave home to obtain financial and government services, as well as for mental health and addiction support services. For exercise, alongside others in your household, you can go out for a run, a walk with the dog, and are allowed to use outdoor amenities like basketball courts. When it comes to providing care for others, traveling is permitted if you are providing care to someone living in a congregate care setting or accompanying someone who requires assistance leaving their homes. People are also allowed to gather in groups of five outdoors, while single residents are also permitted to join up with another household. The new restrictions also allow travel to airports, train stations, and bus stations for the purpose of traveling to a destination outside of the province. Darren Boland, Global News. So, is that cleared up for you? No, I didn't think so. Okay. Uh, here's, here's what you can do. I want to get your opinion on this. Do you support the Ford government's lockdown policy in whatever facet that it is, whether it's the, the recreational stuff, the impact it's having on business? I want to hear from you. 905-645-3221. That's the local number. Star 9900 is a toll-free number. And if you're calling long distance, that's also toll-free. You can reach us at one 800 263 2428 1-800-263-2428 for long distance. Email bkelly at 900chml.com and on Twitter at chmlbillkelly. Do you support the government's lockdown policy? And what kind of an effect is it having on you? And is it going to actually be effective? Lots of things to talk about here. We're going to go right to your calls, your emails, and your tweets and uh, see how you're feeling about this. Uh, Jesse, you're first up uh, joining us from London. Thanks so much for the call, Jesse. Good morning, Bill. You know, I think uh, George Orwell saw this thing coming. But uh, I don't support very much that Doug Ford has to say because he has no credibility with me. I mean, uh, he's tied to business. He, ever since he was elected, he put up that sign when he was putting it open for business. He is tied to business. So he, he plays this game where he says, oh, we consulted with medical people. But his last step is he consulted with business people. And it reminds me of some a friend of mine once said. He said, you know, it used to be the government told business to put to do. Now business tells government what to do, and he's a prime example of that. So um, if Ontario voters are wondering, Ontario citizens are wondering who's worse, him or Kathleen Wynne, I think things, he reminds us that things can always get worse because he is worse. He's not a communicator. He's a bumbler. 
Well, and the propensity for looking at, at big business as opposed to small business, I think, is really problematic. I don't know if you heard our discussion yesterday uh, with the Canadian uh, Federation of Independent Businesses, all small business folks and the, the, or, the organization that represents them. And they, they feel as if they're getting the short end of the stick here as opposed to the big business. Walmart can stay open as much as they want. They can still do deliveries. Uh, same thing with Costco. Uh, but if you're running a little mom-and-pop store down in Richmond uh, Street in, in London, uh, you're stuck. You've got to play by the rules or you're going to get fined. Yep. I mean, I know around the corner from me, there's a small computer store that's open. They emailed me saying we're open. I mean, I don't see that as an emergency, but that's my opinion, you know. Yeah. Uh, Jess, thanks so much for starting us off on the program today. Really sure. appreciate the phone call. Stay well. 905-645-3221, star 9900, or long distance at 1-800-263-2428. Do you support the Ford government's lockdown policy here in Ontario? Uh, Ryan, you're next on the Bill Kelly Show. Thanks for joining us, Ryan. Morning, Bill. How are you? I'm well. I'm well, what do you think of this policy? I think the concept is good. I think the way they've got this set up is all wrong. It's the information is so conflicting. One of the points I was going to make was in that uh, <clears throat> it was said in that report that you just uh, you played back about uh, uh, what was allowed and what wasn't. So mm-hmm. they're telling people not to travel, correct? Yeah. But essential, essential travel, travel, whatever that means. Uh, essential travel, though, you're okay if you're going to an airport, train station, or bus station to travel. So why would that be deemed essential if they're telling you not to do it? It's And it's all the way through. You said it before. You can go tobogganing, but you can't go skiing. Well, what's the difference? I mean, You can, you can, you can go to the local park right now, too, and go and shoot hoops. They say, yeah, that's encouraging. Well, but you can't ski? I don't understand. And, and no, the reason I'm, I'm using that as an example, and I'm glad you brought it up, is that's, a, that's an industry. I'm not just talking about, hey, I, I don't ski. I've got two bad knees. I don't do that. But I know a lot of people that do, and I know a lot of people that are in the ski industry, and they're, they're, they're concerned about their future, whether or not there's going to be a ski industry in Ontario now. Absolutely. But it's like they're picking apart the industrial or, or commercial base of the province. It's just it, it just keeps trickling down. The big guys are okay, but now they're you know they're picking and choosing which little guys they're going to put under because of these ridiculous restrictions they're trying to put on uh, and not be able to enforce. And it, to me, it just makes no sense. I mean, lockdown should be locked. If they're going to do a lockdown, do a lockdown. But hey, there aren't any exceptions. It's a lockdown. If you're going to try and do this to save face, it doesn't work. It won't work. I had more traffic. I'm I'm in a business that's deemed essential. Uh, I was fortunate through the first wave, and so far so good on the second wave. But there was more traffic this morning. I was late getting to the shop. There was more traffic this morning than there was in the last two weeks. So, so much for lockdown, huh? Yeah, absolutely. It's crazy. Uh, but uh, I, under- <laughs> I understand why everybody's confused because it's totally confusing. Yeah, it is. Ryan, hang in there, bud. Thanks so much for the call today. Appreciate you joining us. 905-645-3221, start 9900, long distance 1-800-263-2428. The Bill Kelly Show, 980 CFPL and 900 CHML. Back to your phone calls. Uh, Mike, you're next on the program. Hi, Mike. Hey, how's it going, Bill? Top of the world, living the dream. You know how it goes. Yeah, yeah. You know what? The lockdown, I do not support it. One thing uh, that that we all got to talk about, we're all talking about the science, the science, the science. But what about the science of psychology? How many psychologists have come out and said, this is irreversible for our children if we do another lockdown? The 
One of the uh, Martha, I forget her last name. Uh, she's a pediatric infectious disease specialist at McMaster. She just came out. She was on the, uh, I don't know if it was on your show uh, last week or earlier this yeah, week. Or, yeah, it was. Uh, she came out and you talk- said that. Pardon? Sorry? Dr. Martha Fulford from McMaster University. She said that this, we cannot do this lockdown. This is so detrimental to our kids. We have opioid or uh, overdoses up. We have suicide rates are up. We have mental disorder, eating disorders. This is causing irreversible damage to our children. Now, it's all about the science, but what about like science? Maybe there's a 360 degree angle of science. And these chief medical officers that are unelected are calling the shots. And they're only focused on about 20% of the science. The virus, the virus, the virus. The virus is 20% of our life. We still have another 340 degrees that we are not looking at. And, and that's, that's the troubling thing. When you look at the actual data of this, if you're 70 years old or younger without comorbid problems, this is, the, the flu is more dangerous for the, that group. That, that's just the data. So, I mean, I encourage everyone to do their own due diligence, to be a critical thinker, think for themselves, to not just smile and nod because an authority figure tells you to do something. We have five, the most, five most important things in life, in my opinion, are air, water, food, shelter, and freedom. Freedom is the fifth most important thing, and we're getting it taken away slowly. It's kind of pathetic. And once again, the science, the science, the science, but we're ignoring all other aspects of science here. It's kind of, it's, it's, it's tunnel vision. Now, I, you can't blame these chief medical officers or the minister of health for just focus on that. That's their job. But these politicians that have zero, zero credentials are the ones that are supposed to be looking at that 360 degree angle, but they're not. They're just smiling, nodding and doing what they're told as well. Doug Ford, open for business. Give me a break. Doug Ford is big business, and that's it. And everybody's got to realize that. Big business. And the big problem is it needs to be a person like you, Bill, a person like I, a person like uh, whoever was on uh, just previous to me. These are the people who should be uh, the politicians, not these elites that have never worked a real day in their life, that never know what it's like to struggle. And that the, the sad thing is what we're, we're being treated like children. We're being treated like well, that's and, and therein lies the problem. Like I got a lot of those people, by the way, that want to get on here. So I'm going to let you go. Uh, I appreciate your passion, and I really appreciate you coming in here and and talking about this because we need to shine the light on this. And uh, and I don't, I don't know if people like this should be in elected office, but what we want the people to do that we elect is listen to us and have our best interests at heart. And and I understand it's a balancing act. I get that. I, I want to see this pandemic gone too. I'm tired of this. I've been you know working out of the house for a year now, uh, and I, I'd love to go back. Back to work. I'd love to be able to go to a movie. I'd love to go and do a lot of the things. I'd love to go to a football game this year and a baseball game. And that's not going to happen until we get this thing under control. I get that. But at the same time, we have to ask ourselves about the impact that it's going to have. And are they really being practical about this? And, and like I told you, I, I keep coming back to the ski incident, but there's, there's lots more. You can ski in Quebec. You can ski in Manitoba. Well, I think you can ski in Manitoba. But Alberta, I, that's happening but not in Ontario. And and I guess the thing that I find frustrating about this is how many versions of this lockdown have we gone through over the last 12 months? And I don't know that it's been effective. I'm not so sure that it's actually going to work. I know it's going to have a negative connotation to an awful lot of people, but I'm not sure if it's actually going to do what it's supposed to do to the virus. Back to your calls now, uh, 905-645-3221, star 9900, and toll-free 1-800-263-2428. Bill, thanks for hanging on. Glad you could join us on the program today, Bill. Hello. 
You know something? Uh, I've been hanging out here in Hamilton uh, 68 years now, and uh, I, I'm kind of like a Howie Mandel in a way. I'd like to <laughs> get that uh, uh, vaccination, but, you know, I, I just don't like the ingredients. But, like, it, I'm very concerned about the people that are affected. I'm not affected personally because, like, I've always washed my hands and stuff and stayed away in crowds, et cetera, et cetera. I'm doing that all my life. Uh, but uh, I, I'm my doctor says that this thing is a big uh, put on. Uh, it's for a political under uh, nefarious political reasons that go to the big guys. Like I'm talking China. I'm talking the United Nations, the health, the World Health Organization. I've lost total confidence in, and they have brought false data to our health department. And they make these decisions that are totally disrupting our life for a virus that's 1% death rate. And what was last year's 1% death rate? And what was the, the, the N1, 2, 1, and the Spanish flu? They were like, they were like uh, more than what we are going through right now. I, I understand said, that. I, I, yeah. I get that. And, and listen, uh, and I, I'm going to disagree with what your doctor's saying. I'm going to jump on you. Uh, You're not a doctor. <laughs> I'm not a doctor, but I see the body bags. I see the death tolls. And those are real people that are dying. And if it is only 1%, I get that. But look, at I don't want to be one of those 1%. I don't want my family members to be with that 1% either. The virus is real. Make no mistake about that. I'm not suggesting that everybody that contracts COVID is going to die. We didn't. Nobody's ever said that. But it can be problematic, and it is spreading, and we do need to do something about it. But we have to ask ourselves about how we're strategizing and exactly how it's going to impact Appreciate your call. I got a few move on. I got a bunch more folks on only a limited amount of time here. Frank, you're next on the Bill Keller Show. Thanks for joining us, Frank. How are you doing, uh, Bill? Uh, you're, Great. It seems like you're really loaded with uh, complaints. But, Bill, I come from the uh, the world of not criticizing until you can find an alternative to what's going on. And what I'd like to know is what what's going on in all the other provinces of Ontario. Like, are we just in sitting in our own little booth here trying to figure out what we're going to do on basically on what Ontario is going through? And before we go on with this, I want you want to comment on that previous caller. The house, the the I would say that the emergency designation that Ford came out with was pretty well prompted upon by the the overwhelming amount of people going into the hospital. Like, uh, that's where, where, where the people walking down the street don't see. Go to your local hospital, and you, first yeah. of all, you won't get through the front door unless you have a really good reason, and you've got to be sanitized, and you have to have an appointment. It just tells the story right there that this virus is not like the Spanish flu. We're living in, a, in an era when people are, a lot of people, let's take Toronto, they're underground, they go up and down an elevator every day, they don't even go outside. I'm not going to go any further. You see where I'm going, I hope that the virus is killing people by the day. We see the statistics every day on the news that it's going up, and there's like 20,000 people dying a day in some places in this continent right now. So it is very, very critical. And the only thing I want, I, I, I don't agree with, is this process that we're going through that started back in the uh, spring of last year of lockdowns has not proven with data to show that it's doing anything to do what we expect it to do. The virus is actually growing right now. So do we blame Ford for that? I don't think so. I just think that this is something that collectively the whole country's got to get together and say, look, at, we're above the United States, the highest infected part of this, of this of North America. We're, we've closed our borders already. Um, 
some people are sneaking in, perhaps. The virus is sneaking in. But you know what? You you can't close your window in your house, uh, Bill, and expect the virus not to get into your house. You know, you see, so we don't have a solution here, and we have to be patient. Like I said earlier, I'm, I come from the world of looking at alternatives of, of, of attack to solve a, uh, to come to a solution when there is nothing there. And that's where we stand right now. And it just brings in the self-discipline that's required to join the club of doing what we're doing right now. And I think to, to alleviate the amount of population that the, that the, the hospitals and, and people are working overtime, they can't go home. That is hard to deal with. If that breaks open, what are we going to do then? People are going to be dying out in the street. And, the, and the matter of fact, they're doing that in, in some other places of the world. We've seen that, and that's what yes. I say. That's why I took a, a, a exception to what the uh, the last caller was saying. Frank, i got to let you go. There's a lot okay, of other thanks, folks. Thanks, and, uh, just about other, Stay well, stay healthy. Uh, Arlene, you're next on the Bill Kelly Show. Thanks for joining us, Arlene. Yes, hi. Um, I am wondering... I. I'm not agreeing with this thing with Ford because, according to this, I can't even go out to do my laundry. I don't have laundry facilities at home. Well, that's what I would call an essential service. I would, you, too. You have to have your laundry done. Yeah, and I have to do one every week. Um, that's what I do every Monday now. I do go I... out for my groceries. I'm 77 years old, but I do buy my own groceries but I can't do my laundry. I can't go to places like that to get laundry done. That is essential. Well, this is the problem. I mean, it's one thing to say, I think you should go out and get it done, but I don't even know if the laundry mats are going to be open, are they? Well, it's an essential service. I would like they to think to it be. is. Yeah. I, I Again, but you see, that there we go again, Arlene, and i got to let you go. We're just about out of time here. Thanks so much for the call. Uh, I would caution you to go ahead and do that if it's at all possible uh but again we don't know about that it which it, it would just really just underscores uh the confusion that we have i know the premier keeps saying oh no it's not confusing at all yeah it is what we can do and what we can't do and and what is essential and you know are we using our better judgment and on and on it goes uh, this is only day one. I get that. But uh, there's more to come on this. And I, I apologize to the callers that we couldn't get to. Great feedback on this and a lot of input into this. Uh, we'll pick up on this and do another segment very shortly on the program and try to give you some more opportunities to talk about what's going on and how it's impacting you. The Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on 900 CHML.